tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. Shauna Podcast, your daily download of X929's X Mornings with Beckler and Shauna. Brought to you by Shane Holmes, offering affordable customization on your new home. It's Tuesday, May 9th, 2023. I'm Beckler. I'm Shauna. How are you now, Shauna? I'm good. How are you doing? I'm doing good. It's, uh, we've had like Vancouver style weather here over the last few days, haven't we? Have, we? Yep. It's like kind of a constant rain going, mm-hmm. but it's been really cozy. Yeah. Like, it hasn't been too cold. It's been like a nice, warm spring rain. It's been very, It's it, everything's going to green up so nicely. It's been very refreshing. And we need the rain because we've got some wildfires going up north right now that, uh, yeah. We gotta, sure do. Got to put those out. We sure, did they get rain up north where? They got a little bit. Yeah, it's helped a little bit. So hopefully that continues. Yes. No yes. kidding. No kidding. Yeah. Um, on today's show... We're going to talk about the uh, windiest place in Canada, which is certainly somewhere I wouldn't want to live. Nope. A uh, very big pop punk band is calling it quits. We'll do a eulogy for them. A Terry of the Month nominee. We'll talk about superstitious sports fans. We have another Urban Dictionary tourism ad for a place that needs a little boost in tourism. Needs a little love. So, uh, Sam from our digital department and I uh, bonded recently in a very strange way. We're going to talk about the etymology of the word pornography. It's tick season. Found this out the hard way. Uh, the empl- professions with the oldest employees. And some pretty funny small town news after your out of context clip of the show. One thing led to another and I am flying, eh? Woo! The Beckler and Shauna Podcast. So you may remember a while back on small town news... Uh, we talked about it was it was a, a crib hand in Crossfield that made yes. the news. It was a, a, a this guy scored a twenty nine, which I guess is a really big deal in crib. Yep, um, and there was an entire news story, a headlining news story about this hand in a crib game in Crossfield. So we got a, a tweet from the guy who wrote that story. His we name did. is Scott Strasser, and he's the editor for a few local papers. Uh, around Calgary, I think uh, Airdrie today, the Cochrane Eagle. I think there's one more. Yeah. Um, but he said, "I knew it would happen eventually." X929 made fun of a story I wrote <laughs> for their small town news bit, and then he sent us several others that we should cover on small town news. And they're all just phenomenal. They're so funny. Yes, they're all just very simple. Yeah, the the best type, you know. And then another reporter from the Saint Albert Gazette chimed in with one of his yes. Small town news stories. It would be my dream if all of the local yeah. reporters around here would send Could us their, their stories yeah. and even like come on as yes. correspondents. Yes. Oh, that would just, I would be so happy. Jack and Scott, if you guys feel like coming on, please do because we would love it. We would love that. In the meantime, though. Here's some stories that they sent us. Yes. Small town news with Beckler and Shauna. Tonight's top story. A local duck is unharmed after getting caught in the baseball diamond netting. (laughs) Rocky View County is holding a honker of a contest to name a nesting pair of geese who have just returned. 
And yet another cat was stuck atop a telephone pole, but it was it was finally rescued near Crossfield. Terry is asking anyone with information on any other pusses riding poles to contact him. The Clarenciana Podcast. You and I got talking about judges yesterday and how it seems to be this profession that people don't retire from. Like, you'll see judges who work well into their 70s or 80s, and they just kind of keep on judging. That's just... If you picture a judge in your head right now, they're probably old. Pretty old, yeah. And uh, it got me thinking. I was like, what other professions are like that, where people will work well into their 70s, 80s? Like, jobs that people don't often retire from. I I was curious, and I I got looking. I found a list, and I was wondering if you had any guesses before I Uh, got into this. Okay. Uh, So, So you actually have answers to this. I do have some answers, yeah. Um, well, I know my, my family, my, my parents' family doctor, he was old when I was young Mm -hmm. and he's still their family doctor. Yeah. Are they on the list? Doctors are on the list. Yeah. This list is, it's fairly long, but doctors are right up there in the top 10, which I'm going to say is, yeah, that's up there for sure. I wonder if part of that is just like, it takes so long to become a doctor. You Mm -hmm. start your career later and then maybe you feel like you got to work longer to make it worth it. Or maybe it's just like a type of personality, people who like love to work hard. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. And yeah, I mean, those are two professions, as you say, that are so a lot of hard work yeah. involved in getting to them. Yeah. Um, I don't know if it'll be on your list, but um, usher at a baseball park, <laughs> at, a, at a ballpark. You're right. Some of those, those ushers are ancient, they, aren't they? And they uh, those ones are different because I think they, they're like they're retired from their first profession and into okay. a retired profession at that point. So It's a job they've done on the side. Yes. For, I remember the 1929 season. Right. Scuffy McGee was, you know, like. It's like, the, it's like the greeters at the airport, right? Those are people who are retired, who are just doing it for fun. Fun, right. Like, kind of as a, so that's a little bit different. Yeah, like a lot of Walmart greeters and stuff too, Absolutely, right? Just something yeah. to keep busy in well, your retirement years. Exactly. Yeah. You're bored. And I mean, I'm almost at the age where I should, I've got to be looking into that. <laughs> Why did you? They're going to headhunt you, hey? I am a grandmother. They're yeah. like, ah, ma'am, yes. Are you ready for this yet? What or? else is on your list? I'm having a hard time thinking of other ones. So farmers. Farm, yeah. Of course. That's true. They, they yep. work right till they die. Totally. So, yeah. Uh, clergy. Yep. Also yeah, makes okay. sense. Yeah. yeah. A oh, lot man. of old ass priests out there. Yeah. I grew up going to church and some of those priests were just ancient. Where yeah. you're looking at him, you're like, is he dead? Well, that's it. No, he's just deep in prayer. No, no. And he'll be like standing up at the front and you're like, I think he has passed. <laughs> has he just His passed? kind of nodded down. It's just, like, yep. Oh, someone oh. should. Did he take a quick nap or? Hold a mirror under his nose. See if he's breathing. <laughs> Not sure. Uh, and then, yeah, bus and ambulance drivers is on the list, which I found shocking. But then when you think about bus drivers, yes. I see, you see really? a lot of older bus drivers. Yes. And again, I think it's a way. Sometimes, though, I wonder if that's more people getting back into it, though, because. That seems to me like the kind of job where you'd hit 25 years and be out. Yeah, you know? I know a couple. Uh, so public school bus drivers. Versus, oh, okay. Yes. You know, and I, there drivers. is a difference. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. For and, sure. Because a city bus driver is like a full-time job. Absolutely. Whereas you can drive a school bus for a couple hours a day and be... Yes. Actually, uh, the gentleman at church that I once thought was dying up when he was talking uh, also was a bus driver for fun. So he did it all. Man, I don't know if we want this guy driving <laughs> the kids in the, in the bus. The Beckler and Shauna podcast. What else is on that list, Shauna? Real estate agents. Oh, okay. Uh, which I find interesting. But again, it's, I guess, you know, it's one of those that I think you can work as much as you want. I was going to say, right? you could be as busy as you want. You yeah. can say, ah, you know what? I'm going away this month. I'm not going to take any clients. Mm-hmm. Uh, psychologists. 
Okay, yeah. Makes sense. Barbers make sense again. Ah, uh, yeah. Yeah. Find yeah. yourself an ancient barber. Oh, yeah. He's been doing the same shaves and haircuts since Absolutely. the 50s. Yes. Yeah, and he likes to talk. That's, yeah, if you oh, like to yeah. talk, that's when he'll continue. And then musicians make sense, mm-hmm. right? Uh, taxi drivers. Really? Yeah. And that one, I'm wondering, though, if that's just, that might be different. Like, is that because you have to work, like, longer in as being a taxi driver? I don't know. Or is it because so many taxi drivers are immigrants? Maybe. Who come over and have to continue working because they don't have the same Well, yeah, to support their family savings, even, yeah. perhaps, yeah. Um, what I, about, I mean, I do, uh, I do woodworking on the side. What about woodworkers? So that's not on here, but you'd imagine that again. I wonder if that's more of because people do that as a hobby, yeah, not more so than a full of profession, perhaps. Right. Like, right in that side of things. So yeah, like when I go into Lee Valley, there's so many old timers in there. Totally. Yeah, and that's again. I wonder how many people like have retired and then they work there part time as fun because they they just yeah. like woodworking yeah. too, right? Yeah, it's kind of cool. There's there are lots of when you think about it, like lots of hobbies like that. Where you can, you could just, you know, kind of get back into it as you retire. Something to do. As long as your hands are still working and your eyes are good enough to see what you're doing. And yep. That's probably why musicians are on the list, right? Totally. Can, my buddy's grandpa is in his 90s. He lives up in northern Saskatchewan and uh, still plays guitar. Still, like, does a show every once in a while. And, yep. and my buddies will go up and play with him. And I would do yeah, that. Yeah. I'll play, I'll play my fiddle as long as my fingers will fiddle. <laughs> All right. (laughs) We'll we'll leave you to it. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) Uh, We we filmed a video with Shane Holmes, the sponsor of this podcast, a while back. Where, Shawnee, you were playing your fiddle on one side of one of their parrot homes. Yes. And I was sitting on the other and couldn't hear a thing. Nope. They do this thing, too, they call the yell test, where, like, you can go on one side of the duplex and yell as loud as you want, and the person on the other side can't hear you. Can't hear a thing. Which is pretty incredible. And I think that's one of the hesitations some people have over moving into a duplex. It's like, are we going to be all up in each other's business? Sharing a wall, and that's nerve-wracking to people, but nope. Not if it's built like a Shane Holmes paired home. They start from the 490s, 1,624 square foot paired homes. They feature large bedrooms and, as we just mentioned, next level soundproofing. For more info, shanehomes.com. Shane Homes, the better way to build. The and Shauna Podcast. I would like for this to serve as a public service announcement, if possible, Shauna. Okay. Uh, McKenna and I were wrestling last night, not adult wrestling. Oh, God. Yeah, I, please don't start a story with that. No, mm-hmm. we were trying out Cobra Kai moves on each other. Okay. <laughs> and uh, she's like, she's like, you have something on your back. And I was like, uh-oh. And I went and looked in the mirror. Uh, and it was a tick. Oh, God. Yeah, I had a tick in my back. Gross. It was super gross. So she, I, I was like, McGanna. <laughs> she came in the bathroom and she freaked out. Oh. I was like, you got to take it out. Like, you can't leave it in there. So she had to get the tweezers and pull it out. Ugh. Gross. Super gross. Have you ever had a tick? No. Never had a tick. Yeah, mm-hmm. I've had one other one before. We used to go camping every May long weekend, my friends and I, and uh, there were ticks were really bad one year. People were getting them left and right, and I had one after that camping trip. But uh, this gross. was gross. I'm trying to think even, like, we went hiking on Sunday, but I, I don't think it was in, so it must have, like, been on my backpack or something and then made its way onto my Oh, that's just... Yesterday? Yeah. Yeah, it was super gross. Well, I'm glad that it's gone now. So uh, You discovered it. That's good. Ticks are out there. Yeah. So I had to look up like the correct way to pull a tick in, because we don't have pets or anything. If you have dogs, I think you're used to pulling ticks out. Um, 
You're supposed to grab it as close to the skin as you can and then pull with even pressure straight out. There's Gross. no like burning it or twisting it or anything. <sighs> um, and then I think you can save the tick and have it tested to see if it has any diseases. Like if you start to have symptoms, oh God. then they can test the tick. There's like a program for that in Canada. Okay. Um, but the good news is like Lyme disease cases in Alberta and humans are incredibly rare. Yeah. There, have, there haven't been that many even in like the last 30 years I was reading. So... Uh, probably safe, but I guess there's other diseases ticks can carry too. So okay. it's a good idea just to to yeah. keep. I'm an just gonna eye call you old ticks. Tick back Beckler over oh. there now. Tick back Beckler. Tick back Beckler. Tick back Beckler. Yeah. Yeah, it's not uh, it's not nice. Um, so just be aware that ticks are out there. Cool. The other thing is I'm I have an appointment right after work today uh, to get like my back hair lasered. I'm going mm. through that process right, right now. Going right. To shout out to uh, Sonia at Ageless by Sonia, who I'm going to see. Right. Glad I found the tick before I went to see her. Yeah. Because that probably would have freaked her out. Yeah. Probably a little bit. And like I wonder how you handle that if you are a. Uh, you I'm know, sure she's you, seen worse. If you, I wonder, or would, would a tick be the worst? I don't know. If you're a waxer, I think you've seen you some know, pretty nasty backs. You think you some do that bad backs? Yeah, some just some backs. Do you think man. like at that point she would remove the tick, or she just they, send you home? Maybe send you home. You got send a tick you in your back. I can't work on this. Nope. Or do they charge you extra for tick removal? Yeah. I don't know. It's a good question. Uh, anyway, I'll have to yeah. ask her tomorrow. Do you have? Do I have any more ticks back here? <laughs> McKenna was pretty freaked out. Oh, I was pretty back, freaked Beckler out over there. Gross. Check yourself. Check each other for ticks. They're yeah. out there. The Beckler and Shauna podcast. Etymology with Shauna. I don't know what I was thinking about yesterday, but uh, I found the etymology of pornography and fornication. And I bet I know what you were thinking about yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, boy. <laughs> Okay. I think the whole city is uncomfortable. That was, yeah, I was, just really wanted to double down on Thanks that horror. That. You're welcome. No problem. Uh, the, the word pornography is a combination of two Greek words, which is pornos, which means fornicators, and graphin, which is writing a recording or description. So if you put that together, recording fornicators, which of course makes perfect sense. Okay. Uh, back then, you know, obviously it wasn't recording in a video sense, but in a written sense. So recording fornicators. So then I was like, er- okay. Erotic etchings? Er- erotic Some etchings n- on the etchings? hieroglyphics. Yes. <laughs> um, so then I was thinking, okay, well, where did the word fornicator come from? So that comes from the Latin term fornix, which means arch. And the reason was because in ancient Rome, prostitutes waited for their customers out of the rain under vaulted ceilings or arches. So fornix became a euphemism for brothels because that was where you would find your prostitutes. Is that, uh, so it's fornix with an X? Yes. And then the Latin verb fornicare then became a kind of code for a man visiting a brothel. But really it was just referencing the arches because that's where you'd find the which we now call a john the ladies of the night yeah so there wow you go. okay so it's an architectural term it is it has a yeah we used to well, call i never would have guessed yeah i gotta go to the arches because that's where the <laughs> prostitutes would be go to the arches mm-hmm. wow so there you go a little spring fever etymology for you you're welcome etymology with shauna the Beckler and Shauna podcast. Sam uh, from our digital department and uh, X Weekends is in here as well. Um, we shot. A, we had an incident. We did have an incident. We <laughs> we shot a short uh, a short commercial that's going to run before the films at Landmark Cinemas. Yep. Last week, the next year. And uh, I knew we were filming this. Yeah. But I thought 
I thought the plan for the, the shot was that we were going to be sitting in the in the seats in the theater and it would be from the waist up. So I wore shorts that day because yeah. it was warm. You weren't I, expecting the fancy chairs that no, like, you can no. see your legs. The big yeah. recliners that they have there. So we got there and I was like, Sam, can you frame me so that you don't see my legs in these shots? Because bare legs on a big screen is just unattractive for everybody. Especially when it's like airing in January. Yeah. Because yeah. Like, like no one wants to see summer Beckler when <laughs> it's like February and minus 40 outside. Like, why are you wearing your shorts guy? Your these, shorts guy now. <laughs> these legs are not summer Beckler legs either. Like it just got sunny out. Um, They're pale as hell. <laughs> it's kind of like you never see you never see a band on stage wearing shorts. No. Because nobody wants to see that. They're always wearing like black pants, usually tight black pants. And let's be honest, most musicians, again, pasty ass legs. Yeah. Nobody wants to see that. You're going to glow in the dark up there. Okay. So, so Sam said, he's like, I'm sorry, I can't. There's no way to frame this shot where your legs aren't in it. And I was like, well, damn. Like, how many people are going to see my pasty legs on the big screen now? Mm-hmm. And you're like, you can borrow my pants. I don't normally suggest that, but no. I was like, that might end our filming session. It was so. most amazing. So you and I swapped pants. Yeah. You put my shorts on. I put your pants on. I'm quite a bit larger than you because yep. I think I stretched those pants out, and I apologize about that. You know what? They felt comfier that day. Did they? They did. Yeah, you stretched um, them out a bit. They are stretchy in general, oh, but I was good. shocked you got them on. Because they are like skinny jeans. I was saying, like, you guys took your your friendship to a next level there. Like, that is only best friends will swap pants. You they know? say you That's, don't really know a man until you farted a mile in his pants. That is how the saying goes, well, isn't was, it? Like, so, instead of a blood pack, you, you need to have a pants swap. That's truly the way you should be doing it with friends now because that's really, like... Yeah, it's a risk. You know, it's almost like, you know, when they cheers where you, you, the old school way of cheersing alcoholic beverages was you hit hard enough so that you knew that there wasn't poison in the other person's drink. Really? So, so it splashed so into the, each other's? That's it, right? So the pants is the that. same thing because there's an enormous amount of trust involved in giving another man your pants. He could fart all over those things. Sure could. Okay. And if you back. know me, that's likely. He's a big farter. <laughs> big fart guy. So that was a big, big level up in your friendship here, okay? It's very kind of you, Sam, to lend me your pants. You're a pants, guy. Bob. Yeah, you're, and you're bonded <laughs> for life now. And now, if you go to Landmark Cinemas once this starts running and you see Shauna and I up on the screen there, yeah. you'll know... Those are Sam's pants. Those are pants. Dude, Sam, and they, Sam's pants. when I look back at the cut, I was like, oh my God, those are those just fit. Like, yeah, if they're you tight. use any bigger, they're tight. they would probably split it. <laughs> I hope that you go either with your girlfriend or a friend. I hope you go to a movie and you lean over and say, those are my pants. Those are my pants. Yeah. <laughs> Don't worry that I did the commercial. That no, those are my pants. Those are my pants up there. <laughs> Beckler ripped farts into these pants. The Beckler and Shauna podcast. We were talking about New Brunswick yesterday, and uh, it's a little bit sad because a friend of ours is moving back there, and everybody's just like, yeah, um, it's, no, it's not a place that anyone goes to visit. You know, it's not a place that anybody goes to vacation. Everybody will go skip right past and go to PEI or Newfoundland or Nova Scotia, but never New Brunswick. It's kind of Canada's forgotten province, isn't it? truly is. I didn't realize that uh, people felt that way about New Brunswick until this friend who's from there said that. Well, it was me who made the observation because I was like, do you know anybody who ever vacations there? Right. Right? Like, you truly don't. Your friend said there's nothing going on there, right? And he he admitted to me, he was just like, yeah, you can come visit, but there's not a whole lot that goes on there. I was like, okay. Uh, I looked into, uh, Urban Dictionary is always interesting for these places. (laughs) Because... 
I mean, people are normally it's locals who write these urban dictionary uh, definitions, but no, most of the time they're very negative. And that's not unique to New Brunswick. No, nope, that's go, everywhere. You put any place into urban dictionary and people who write those definitions don't have nice things to say about. The they place. sure don't. Uh, but I thought, I mean, as we've done in the past, maybe we can do an urban dictionary tourism ad Let's for New Brunswick. <laughs> For poor New Brunswick. Visit beautiful New Brunswick. Urban Dictionary has this to say about Canada's other bilingual province. It's a filthy, disgusting, or morally corrupt place known as the cesspool of Canada. It's also known as the New Jersey of Canada. Other Urban Dictionary users write, New Brunswick sucks. It's full of obnoxious French people that nobody likes. It's an annoyingly long stretch of road when traveling from Maine to your final vacation destination of Nova Scotia or Prince Edward Island. (laughs) And don't forget to try the province's delicacy known as the New Brunswick Sausage Supreme. An uncooked sausage that's heated in the microwave, squeezed between your butt cheeks, topped with mustard and relish and eaten from your ass. (laughs) Seriously, what people are writing, okay. Visit New Brunswick. Brought to you by UrbanDictionary.com. The Beckler and Shauna Podcast. So we've talked about my friend who's a crazy sports fan. He uh, He's the gentleman who basically left a party at one point uh, because he was too stressed out to watch the Leafs game out. So he made an excuse that he had to go get some meds and then just never returned to my party because he was too stressed out at home and was like, I've got to stay home. I can't come back out. I'm done. You don't even hear from him if they're losing, nope. right? Uh, so nope. Is nope. he MIA right now well, since they're is, down in the series? So, yes. Uh, I got one text from him after the Leafs lost their last game. And, of course, they've lost three in a row. So he's in rough shape. And the one text just said that he thinks that it's his fault that they lost. So all he wrote is, I should never have gone out after the first round. <laughs> because, so he he said when we were Is talking about this. Yes. So before, when the first round happened, he said, I'm not going out during the first round. But he said, after the first round, I will go out and watch the game. So before that, I'm too stressed out. But if we get past this, then I'll go out. So he did. So I saw him after the first round, after the Leafs made it through, and we did. We go. We went out and we watched one of the games, and we he went out just as a whole. And then after they lost the third game around, he was like, "I should have never gone out." So he thinks he threw everything out of whack by yes. going out. That's mm-hmm. that's hilarious. That kind of like that kind of superstition yeah. in fans is so wild to me. And that's what like so we've ta- he's like that, and he's obviously that way in a little bit uh, more so than other people. But there are a lot of people who believe that kind of yeah. thing, and you hear them say it right. Like people will be like, "Oh, I have to sit in the same chair yeah. to watch this game," and you're like, "You have no effect." Not at all. They don't. The the teams don't even know you're there. <laughs> but humans' brains make you feel like you do, and it's a very bizarre thing when you really take a step back and realize how yeah. ridiculous that sounds. Right? Like that you in your physical chair at your own house has any effect as to what's going on in the game on the screen. It's got a bit of like main character syndrome, where yeah. it's like they lost because of me, mm. because of what I did. It's like I get it as a player. Yeah. When you know it, athletes are superstitious, they want Very. their routines to be the same, you know. Yes. Have a good game and they're gonna do the same thing they did before that game. And that makes more can... sense. A little it more does, sense. Yeah. Because they're in the game, mm-hmm. but a, a spectator has no effect on it. I think at it's all. our desire to be in control as humans is what it is. Is okay. it a way where we feel we're out of control completely? Because you are, because you have no effect on the game. And it's almost like your brain goes, Well, no, 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 but I can I can help. 
if I do this again and I repeat that, then I can I w- I can help this team. And I think it kind of starts with theory. that. It's a very and then strong theory. Flips you, the other way, right? Like you're right as a fan. You're sitting there. You have all this emotion. You're yeah. watching it, but there's nothing you can do. And it's humans, all, we always want to be in control. Mm. So the fact that we're not, I think maybe that's that's the problem, right? It's, it it is wild though. Like I mean, not, yeah. A lot of people look at really religious folks and their superstitions and think, man, that's crazy. This is even crazier, it I think, is. because yeah, like you said, it has. You know that it has no effect. Because I went out of my house after I played the first round. I made them lose. Like, that's... Like, the Leafs are sitting in the dressing room after the loss with their heads down. Like, damn, that guy in Calgary. Where's the crazy sports fan? (laughs) Where is he? The Beckler and Shauna Podcast. Friend of the show, Danielle, sent me this video. And a nominee for Terry of the Month. Oh, great. It's been a while since we have a Terry of the Month nominee. I nominated our family right. yesterday. Oh, yeah. Um, of course. But other than that, yeah. yeah. Uh, this is from... So, this person is claiming this is a, a voicemail left for them by their very Canadian uncle. And uh, we'll just play this for you here. Hey, bud. I'm over at my buddy Gary's house right now because his cat Mittens finally passed away. So, he buried her in the backyard and gave her a good sending off. While we're doing that, Gary pulls out a big bag of mushrooms and one thing led to another, and I am flying, eh? <laughs> Ooh. Oh. Elon Musk wants to go to Mars? Well, strap a fucking rocket to me, because I'm five minutes away. <laughs> Anyways, just call and talk to someone, because Gary's inside waiting for the pizza guy and left me alone staring at this bonfire. <laughs> Reminds me of the time when you were little and we were trying to watch WrestleMania on Scramble TV. Because let me tell you, staring at a fire is like watching Scramble TV into another dimension. It is wild. <laughs> Speaking of wild, you should have seen my phone when I tried to call you, eh? It looked like it was melting in my hand. How do you use Siri to call you, which for a split second, I legitimately thought there was an actual small woman living in my phone, which is a whole level of fucking panic I've never had before. <laughs> Anyways, I see Gary coming over with the pizza, so talk to you later, bud. That's Thanks almost chatting. Ciao. Almost too perfect. Yeah, I, I think, was like, regardless of if this is real or not, that's amazing. I think it. I think it's fake. It's, it's from this Instagram account called Steve Mustache Show. Right. Okay, and fair. he's got like all these uh, supposed voicemails that his very gotcha. Canadian uncle okay. leaves him. So I think it's maybe a character that he created. But but still. it's still very good. Oh, it's great. And I know yep. people who are like nailed ninety five percent of the way there for Absolutely. sure. Absolutely. So. Yep. That's a great Terry. The month nominee. The Beckler and Shauna podcast. If you missed it yesterday, uh, some forty-one announced that they are disbanding. That's a big one. They're finished. Yeah. Calling her quits. I know. Now, I think it's hard to get real sad when a band announces they're done these days because almost no band stays broken up. This is true. Eventually, guys get bored. They need money. Yeah. They get to get back together for a reunion tour. Then mm-hmm. there's another album. This happens with like every band. Yeah. Uh, to some 41's credit, though, they have never taken a hiatus or anything. They have been... They've been going strong for a long-ass time. 27 years, they yeah, said. 27 wow. years. And they were a big part of the formative musical experience for many people from our generation. So yeah. um, I was wondering if you could say a few words in eulogy yes, for some 41, Shauna. We are gathered here today to remember some 41's 27-year career. Some 41 defined many of our preteen years, gifting us the monster hits of Fat Lip and Into Deep that 
We all had on repeat on our iPod minis while we wore our checkered vans and our studded belts. <laughs> they also gave us Derek Wibley's insane hairstyle. That albino porcupine look that we'll never forget. The white blowfish. The white blowfish. We don't want to waste your time. Become another casualty of society. We promise we'll never fall in line and become another victim of conformity. We'll miss you. Psalm 41. Eckler, do you have a musical well tribute for us? Thank you. I do. Thank you. Had to go some Psalm 41, obviously. Oh, obviously, <laughs> yeah. Because I'm in too deep and I'm trying to keep above in my head instead of going under. The Beckler and Shauna Podcast. I watch the national news in the morning because I'm up too early for our local news to begin. Uh, and when it comes to weather... So they always do the like national forecast. Yep. There's a place that almost consistently has wind warnings. <laughs> and hurricane force winds are normal there. And as somebody who loathes the wind, Beckler, every time I see this place, I'm like, this is despise the wind. Not a place for you. Just think of how many nice days the wind has ruined already this spring. Think about that. See, it never ruins the days like it does for you in the same way. I don't know why for me. I don't mind it as much as you do. But you always like, will point it out be like, that was a day ruiner. Bo had a ball the other night in a bit of baseball game. And yeah. we're out there in the field. And it would have been such a nice night. It's mm-hmm. so windy. Everyone's just eating dirt coming off the, the diamond. The kids can't even hear what the coaches are saying to them because it's so windy. Yeah. It's like, this is great. Love yeah. the wind. Again, I know. You loathe it. You loathe Hate it. it. So this place not for you. It's a place called Rec House. Rec House. Rec House. S- spelled? Rec House. Like W-R-E-C-K? Yep. Yep. And the reason it's called that is because it's so damn windy that it actually is known to wreck houses. That is the name of this place. <laughs> That's how it got its name? It, honestly. That really? is why it's called that. It is simply a place that is called Wreck House because the winds are that intense. I would not be happy there. No. No. <laughs> I was thinking, though, I was like, who in God's green earth would willingly live in a place called Wreck House? Oh, this place sounds nice. Wreck House. Let's wreck house. shop here. Yes. This and sounds like a great place to live. Like, honestly. <laughs> But it's hilarious because, yes, it is a place that consistently just gets hurricane force winds and people do actually live there. That sounds terrible. I was reading into it a little bit. I learned, I guess, in the 1800s, there was a trapper who was hired by the railway. And I guess he had this, like, natural sense to know when the weather was going to change. And so they hired him to let them know when it was safe for trains to pass because he would know when the winds were going to change and those trains would get blown over, which actually would happen occasionally, is the train, in fact, would blow over from the wind. So they hired this trapper to just be able to tell them when it was safe for the trains to pass and not. And then when he died, uh, his wife took over that, and that's what their full-time job was, is to be like, the winds are okay, train can go. And then, nope, nope, it's wreck house. I'm sure they can just sense the the winds changing and would be able to let the railway know. How, though? That's not an know. ability that people have. Well, you could probably just see it's really windy right now. But, not but the railway so needed someone to do that for but, them? I probably, if they weren't there at the time, they'd be like, yeah, you okay. know, gotta let us know. But that's what they used to do. And it was in Wreck House. God. The least windy place, place in, not to... in Canada, I think, is Kelowna. No. Which, uh. So that's where you're gonna retire. That's where I'm gonna retire. Absolutely. I'll tell you where I'm not retiring Wreck House. Wreck House, Newfoundland. Wreck House, Newfoundland. No, thank you. <laughs> You've been listening to the Beckler and Shauna podcast. Brought to you by Shane Holmes. Offering affordable customization on your new home. You want more? Then tune in to X Mornings with Beckler and Shauna live on Calgary's Alternative. X92.9. Monday through Friday, 6 to 10 a.m. Mountain Time at x929.ca. And don't forget to subscribe to this podcast and have Beckler.
Beckler and Shauna download it daily to whatever device you use. Later. This week on X After Hours with Mariah and Ty. Mariah and Ty, f***s of the week. 14 f***s were given this week, 70% from Sam. Oh my god. That's pretty off-brand. Sailor over here. What the f***? X After Hours. Watch the video on YouTube. Stream it wherever you get your podcasts. Or find it at x929.ca. 